Enter for a chance to win a lavish plant-based paradise vacation in the Mayan Riviera. Link in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by my friends at Complement and their incredible Complement Essential Multi-Nutrient with the eight critical hard-to-get nutrients on a plant-based diet all in one place. There's no question that the plant-based diet is a nutrient powerhouse. If you're a regular listener to the show, you know I preach that all of the time. But no matter how great it is for your long-term health, no diet is perfect. Even a well-planned diet can lack a few important nutrients for your health. That's where Complement Essential comes in. It provides those essential nutrients like vitamin B12 and DHA and EPA omega-3s in science-backed bioavailable amounts, all in a simple capsule you take daily. It even comes in 100% biodegradable packaging that will literally break down in your backyard if you were to bury it. To learn more about Compliment's products and why I choose Essential to complement my diet, go to lovecompliment.com forward slash Ashley and use the code Ashley10 at checkout for 10% off your purchase. Welcome to the Plant-Centered and Thriving Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Kitchens. I'm a plant-based registered dietitian and virtual nutrition mentor. I was raised on an Angus cattle farm, grew up with a lot of GI issues, and used the power of plant-based eating to promote healing. Here you'll find inspiration, ideas, and encouragement for your own plant-based journey. I'm so thrilled you're here today. Let's get started. Hi, plant-centered listeners. My name is Ashley, and I am so excited that you're here today because today we are busting some plant-based stereotypes. In Atlantic City, beginning of October, October 7th through the 9th, so not too long ago, this is 2022, the world's largest team of vegan strength athletes competed at the 2022 Mr. America competition. And if you're familiar with that competition and you watch them on stories, it was a blast. And so I invited Corinne Sutton to come in. He was one of the coaches to come in and talk about the competition and also bust some myths when it comes to protein. So we spent a fair amount of the latter part of the interview talking about protein intake and kind of like what he does to make sure he's getting everything he needs as a bodybuilder. And then we also review the Mr. America competition. We talk about his journey and what changed, especially from a strength perspective, as he transitioned from eating the standard American diet to a plant-based diet. And that was about 10 years ago. Corinne is a vegan bodybuilder, and he is incredibly glad to compete and stand for animal rights. He eats a plant-based diet, and he talks about how he is in the best shape of his life, and it doesn't involve killing any animals. He's also a ISSA certified sports nutritionist and fitness trainer, mad dog athletics certified spin instructor, and he has a degree in exercise science. Before he was in the health and fitness field, he was in the military for eight years. And he does give us a little info about this four years active United States Marine Corps, and then four years in the United States Navy reserves. He's been vegan for over a decade and he loves every moment of it. 
Oh, this conversation was a blast. Corinne is just full of so much enthusiasm for his sport, for veganism. And I was just so thankful that he was able to take the time to talk with me and talk with you about his journey, about the competition and all about protein. So please join me in welcoming Corinne Sutton to the show. Welcome to the show, Corinne. Hey, what's up, Ashley? How you doing? Good. How are you doing? Everything's good. Everything's good. Can't complain. Good. Well, I'm excited to talk to you because I know that we're about a month or so out from the competition that you helped coach Mr. America, where like, was it 28 vegan athletes from all over the country competed? 21. 21. Okay. 21. Nice. (laughs) And that was through the plant built team that you're a part of, right? Uh, plant built and uh, vegan strong. It's like a, a merge. Okay. Uh, team now, nowadays. Sure. Yeah. Okay. How did you become a part of it? For me, uh, I've been part of plant built for a couple of years. Plant built is about, uh, is a team with vegans of all various sports, like bodybuilding, weightlifting, uh, kettlebell lifts, CrossFit, things like that, for example. And, um, and with the NFF, it's an all natural show, you know, and they want all and plant built want all their members to be natural and tested as well and vegan. And uh, the NFF Super Show was uh, was that type of show that the, all the athletes had to been tested, and they were huge until um, you know something happened and with the NFF itself, mm-hmm. and they just stopped doing the the Super Shows and and that made plant built go into hiatus for about seven years and until like this Mr. America started uh, coming up and then they decided to be able to um, start coming back with plant built. So what was it like? I mean, a bunch of y'all flew in from all over the country to Mr. America was in New Jersey, right? Yes. So you all fly in and you're getting together. I mean, what was that like? Cause I mean, you and I train in gyms, I'm assuming this is a, a big assumption where there aren't a ton of vegans. Um, we're kind of like low yeah. rangers. So what was that like to like come together and sort of compete as a team together as a bunch of vegans? I just think that's so cool. Well, I mean, I, I won't be very honest for me. I, I'm used to it. So it's like, that's fair. I, I don't come to like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I know I because I, you know, I've been on the team for a while and also being with, with Vegan Strong, which is a nonprofit organization where we travel to different fit expos and we promote veganism uh, to put it in short. Um, being in groups with vegans is uh, it's it's normal for me. But like being with the plant built. Yeah, it's good. You know, I, I noticed with the team itself, a lot of people were excited, especially the, the newbies. Yeah. Um, they were very excited they love being together because like you said uh, a lot of athletes especially in the in the vegan world are alone and they don't really have a lot of people that they can really connect with and um, a lot of people made new friends uh, new relationships things like that um that that brought people together so uh, a lot, a lot like I said a lot of companionship was uh built when people were uh, put together this year yeah. so um it was, it was good to see. Like with me, I'm just like, oh, hey, cool. Hey, what's up? Sure. How you doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but like for seeing everyone else, like, yeah, it was, it was great to see that, that connection. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And so you, like you said, everyone competed in different sports, CrossFit, kettlebell was Olympic lifting, mm-hmm. powerlifting and bod, was it bodybuilding? Bodybuilding. Yep. Okay. Yep. So how did, 
I mean, what was the competition like? Like, I mean, what was what was it you? Because you came as a coach, um, kind of mm-hmm. like helping your team and also like spectating the other sports. What was that like? So, um, you know, Plant Built made up about 10% of the whole entire competition itself. Wow. Uh, but they meddled uh, over 18 times and, and some individuals actually broke some world records. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's and that means that out of that team, about 75 percent of the team medal uh, top place, top three. So they definitely made a presence yeah. uh, with that type of numbers yeah, and ratios that I just said. So um, for for someone who, for a team that only made 10 percent of the competition, they they majority won uh, the show, yeah. which isn't. To be honest, uh, from my position, I wasn't surprised just yep. because uh, we kind of outperform everybody before in the past. So, you know, it's good to see that we keep doing that. You know, mm-hmm. so, oh heck yes! So it was like it, it was great to see that you know, like no one lost their edge, and you know, we just keep doing that and making that statement. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like oh, those are the vegans. We know that they're not going to do well, or they're the weaker ones. Like it wasn't anything like that. Uh, well, no, like, I mean, the thing is, is like, when you come in as a team, you already make a statement because a lot of people go into these competition individual. So especially like the sport of bodybuilding and stuff like that, it's more individual sport. Uh, same thing with CrossFit. Uh, there's team, you might see more teams there, but you know, not as big, like plant built, you know, like you're, you're getting people from all around the country while majority of these people are coming around with like people that maybe a team that they built within their, their city or state or just in their local gym. Uh, you know, you're having people coming from all around the country. So obviously coming up like that, your team is going to be a lot bigger. And, um, and especially when it comes to various sports, because you don't see that happening as well. Like we're coming in as a team to dominate different sporting events versus what most people would do is come in as a team to dominate one particular sport. Mm. So, so we do make a significant presence uh, when we go to these competitions. And what was that like having that significant presence of like walking in as a group? I mean, I was watching y'all on stories on Instagram and everything, and y'all have mm-hmm. you know, vegan shirts on. It's very clear who you are, what you're all about, which oh, I yeah. think is amazing. But were, did you get funny looks or questions or what was the reaction to me from other people there? Well, I mean, I, I, I worked the, booth mostly so i can talk from a booth perspective okay right? so <laughs> so being from the booth um yeah you know people people will come up to the booth and be like yeah we, we were seeing like these athletes wearing these shirts so it makes people more interested because they want to know it's almost like a gang you see a gang they're like who's these people right like people are coming up to the booth because they see like the big logo saying like plant built vegan strong all over the place all, all over their uh, shirts, all over their equipment bags, their their uh, fleece, whatever they were wearing, is posted everywhere. So uh, coming from that perspective, people people are just interested. They're, they're interested of what what's plant built is about, what's vegan strong is about. Um, is it possible for these athletes to be able to uh, get protein and be at this high performance? Even though they see them performing, they want to know. They want to learn more about the secrets. Like, what are they eating? What what how are they able to do these things? 
Well, it was neat too, because y'all seemed incredibly approachable and everyone's like smiling and laughing. So it's not like you look like this Absolutely. mean, stern group. I mean, y'all just were so engaging with everybody on, as you can mm-hmm. see on social media. So I thought that was really cool. Well, I definitely want to transition over to your individual story because I know that people listening are definitely curious just to hear how how and why you went vegan. Um, so could you kind of just take us back to, I know it was probably over a decade ago now of how that transition went for you. Yeah. So I've been vegan for over like 10 years. And uh, for me, pretty much happened when I was in the military. I was in the Navy Reserves at the time. Uh, and then I was also going to school. And uh, Gary Orosky came into my classroom. He's like a vegan activist. If you never heard about this guy, just go on YouTube, type in Gary Orosky. You don't even have to be right when it comes nope. to spelling. Or you could just type in the best vegan speech ever. And I highly recommend if you're vegan, not vegan, watch it. It's a really good speech. But he did that particular speech live in my classroom. And once I watched it, um, that that really opened up my mind to move more towards a plant-based diet. So I pretty much transitioned from uh, animal-based diet to pescatarian, did that for like a couple months. And then uh, after that, transitioned more into a plant-based, 100% plant-based diet. Uh, so that's that was pretty much it for me. But what the thing that made me change my decision and my mindset was because, like, um, you know, I feel some of the things that that really hit me was because I've been I've been through war because I was also in the United States Marine Corps and I did eight years in total in the military and I deployed to Operation Iraqi Freedom three and four. So for me, I've seen the worst what people could do. Uh, to each other. So seeing violence coming from an animal uh, point of view wasn't really that much different from what I saw, you know, in war and how people yeah. treat each other, especially when it comes to innocent beings, you know, uh, people, you know, every innocent being, not just an animal, any type of form of life, it wants to live, you know? And um, for me, I just saw the same reactions that people suffer from war very equivalent to animals that just wants to be wants to live and have a happy life. Yeah. And when Gary actually showed me that and he, he went deep, like he, he goes very deep. He goes very aggressive and hard in his speech, but you know, and some people won't agree to some of the things he say, you know, because he will bring up slavery. He will bring up like Jewish Holocaust. So when he, from, from his perspective and from everything he said, I took a chance and I was like, well, let me try it out. I didn't even have all the options that it is that's here now versus back then. Like back then you had to be whole foods plant-based. Like that was it. The only processed thing back then was tofurkey. Like that's the only thing I could remember, you know, Mm -hmm. and I didn't buy that because that shit was like $8, man. Yeah. For like a little box of deli meat. So I was like, I'm not making a sandwich that costs $8, man. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. So it was like, so by default, I had to eat a whole foods plant-based diet versus now you have ice cream, you have like, you know, all this like vegan junk food that's out there and people still say it's hard and, and they contemplate of what's healthy and what's not. I'm like, I came from a place where, you know, you either had tofu, seitan, I mean, I, I didn't even know seitan was. Yeah, <laughs> so it, no. was from, it was only tofu, the little tofurkey. And and freaking um and just rice, beans, vegetables, and and just whole foods, you know. So I had to learn it the the tough way, the hard way, yeah. 
And how was that? I mean, you're sitting in this classroom, you're hearing Gary's talk and mm-hmm. it sounds like, I mean, you were fairly open-minded because for you to start making those changes, I mean, you had to have been listening and actually absorbing what it was he was saying and not just like shutting oh, yeah. down. Like I'm sure maybe a lot of other people were doing. Um, oh yeah. People walked out of the classroom. Oh really? Yeah. 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 So what was that? I mean, after you left the classroom, so you kind of just gradually started making changes. You went pescatarian and then from there just kind of went full on plant-based. Let me try out like, you know, cutting out all land animals. And, and some of it was a little bit because of, with the speech, he, he hit some marine animals, but he didn't hit it too hard, you know? Sure. Yep. So like, um, so I guess that was like a little part of me, like, well, I'll just use the seafood as like, just in case, you know, but just being pescatarian and 80% of my diet was whole food plant-based. Uh, I saw significant changes just from that, you know? Yeah. And then once I saw the changes, like I was getting, I was losing body fat, I was getting ripped, um, my energy, everything was, my skin was clearing out. Like a lot, I saw a lot of positive change. Um, I was like, you know, man, like I'm, I'm almost there. And, and even throughout that transition, I wasn't eating like, uh, like it wasn't like my fish intake increased. It was just like, I was doing a lot of whole food plant-based, but from time to time, I'll add some fish in there, you know? But when I saw the, the changes, I was like, man, I can only imagine if I just completely cut out the fish. And, um, and, and the reason I don't have no, like, you know, most people have like a vegan birthday and stuff. I don't have no vegan birthday because I, I wasn't counting. I wasn't sitting there like, you know, to, so I just kind of like estimate it. You mm-hmm. know? Um, for me, I was just trying to get to this goal because the whole goal at the end of the day was to be hundred percent plant-based. So when I saw like everything was going well, um, I just eventually cut out the fish. You know, things got a lot better. But I did lose a lot of weight. I mean, I think the lightest I got into was, I think I I got, I was like 225 was my heaviest eating animals or something like that, or 215. And then I dropped all the way down to 116. So it was like super lean. Uh, but then once I changed my um, my major into exercise science and and got my, and started getting in a certified nutrition as a nutritionist. Uh, that's when I started putting on the weight again because I. That's when I started realizing. All right, I need to get more protein. I need to start balancing out my diet. So that's when I went from like one sixty. Right now, currently, I'm weighing at like one eighty, one eighty five. Okay, you know. Mm-hmm. So you, I mean, you jumped into it without even really being like, okay, calculating and making sure am I getting all my protein. I mean, you just kind of went for it, and then you learned as you went. It sounds yeah, like. I learned it. I learned it after. But see, the the thing. I tell people is that the reason I got so ripped and lean is because I was always active. So yep. it's like, you know, it didn't matter about the protein and stuff like that. I always trained extremely hard. I did a lot of cardio. Uh, so I was already active and physically in shape and I only improved my performance only improved because of the food that I was eating out. And, and, and remember at that, that time there was no processed food. So yep. I yep. was I was automatically on a whole foods plant base, but then once I got into bodybuilding and and I started learning more about nutrition and and you know exercise science and all that good jazz, that's when I started tweaking with the calories and macros because now I have a particular goal. It wasn't just about just wellness. Even me getting lean was per, pretty much just by default because I, I I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like sure. even the foods I was eating 
wasn't like the best foods, you know, because some people will crucify me if they heard some of the things I was eating. I was, I was in college. I was eating vegetables from a can, beans from a can, um, you know, you know, stuff like that, you know, a lot of stuff from a can, let's just say that. Yeah. And I was still able to get in shape. Mm-hmm. You know, and I tell people this in my videos all the time. I'm like, you know, there's a lot of purists who'd be like, no, you have to go organic. And I'll, I'm like, look, man, like you only do that shit if you got the money, mm-hmm. you know, like go conventional if you don't, you know, yeah. like, you know, I mean, when it came to seasonings and a whole bunch of stuff, I used to eat a lot of things conventional is you're, you're comparing like Oreos and, and, and GMO meat versus a, a string beans in a can. Like, come on, man, get the hell out of here. Yeah. It's not going to kill you. But I would say like, but the goal is to get to that organic and, and stuff like that. And that's what I did. Like, you know, all through college, I had to do what I had to do, but my health was better. My body was showing it, you know? And then once I started working and started making more money, I started taking that money and started investing it into myself, into the mm. foods I was buying. So I was like, all right, I upgraded from canned beans to frozen. Yeah. Hey, that's a step. Right? <laughs> it is. <laughs> you know? It sure is. Yeah. And then after that, it was like from frozen to like organic frozen and, and fresh. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm now getting all my vegetables and my fruits organic. Some of it is frozen, some of it is fresh. Now I could do this. And this is what some people don't fail to realize. They, they think it's like when you jump into this vegan stuff, it's all, all or nothing. Yeah, yep. It's a very black and white mentality. Like it's either I go all the way, 100% organic, super purist, you know, or nothing at all. I just eat meat and continue what, doing what I'm doing. But it's like, no, you have to transition slowly. Like yeah. it takes yep. time. Absolutely. And it's part of a lifestyle change. Lifestyle change takes time. Yeah. So just to be real, like that's, that's how I did it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you were doing what you could, what you had access to, what you had availability to get when you were in college. I think that's such a great reminder, Mm -hmm. especially for you listening, especially as you're transitioning, it does not have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be 100% organic or, you know, GMO free, all that stuff. You really just, as the space allows, or as your money allows, as your income allows, like Corin is saying, put that investment back into yourself, but it doesn't have to be right off the bat. You don't have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 100%. You know. Okay. So you were like training and lifting at the time. Did like your gym buddies just think that you had gone off the rocker? Like what was like the reaction as you were kind of transitioning with people maybe that you were lifting with or kind of surrounding? Well, I, mean, I always lift by myself mostly. So, um, but the thing is, is that like when it came down to, uh, I remember because I wasn't even a trainer uh, when I started, I mean, I was kind of in training, but I was doing it part time. and I wasn't even trying to become a fitness trainer. Like it was just a side job in the beginning just to make some extra cash. But, um, you know, there were some trainers who knew me in the gym at the local gym and they just saw like I was just losing weight and I was going to them. You know, like, like hey, do you think like what I'm doing is right? I feel I'm just dropping down the weight. And they're like, yeah, you're getting small, you're getting skinny, you know. And they're like, but how, you know, they asked me like how your energy feel though. I feel like my energy feels fine. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, how's your lifts? I'm like, my lifts are the same. I'm still lifting just as heavy I was before. Yeah. So they were like, I don't know. I mean, you know, you are dropping mass, but if your energy and, and uh, your lifts isn't changing, I guess you're okay. You know, but these were, you know, now me, me being an advanced coach myself, 
they were inexperienced, you know. So, yep. so it's yep. like, like you start learning things, like oh, yeah, these coaches didn't know shit, right? So um, they were just inexperienced, especially when it comes down to nutrition and living a plant based diet. And they didn't know that much about nutrition in the first place. Like I could, I could honestly sit here and say, like I know some of these coaches too, and I'm more knowledgeable and even more successful than them. Yeah. I'm not trying to put myself. So it's just, it is what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but that's just facts, you know, uh, and you start learning more about the fitness industry. Like some people only limit themselves to the knowledge of what they want to consume themselves. Yeah. You know, but for something like myself, even you, you know, we're consistently reading books from doctors and, you know, trying to educate ourselves with the latest studies. And this isn't really normal Mm-mm. in the fitness industry. You know, yeah. some people stop. They did, once they get their certification, they stop and that's it. And they just continue to teach people what they know from there without the continuing education on themselves. And that's the, and that's why in the fitness industry, even you know this, even for, for yourself, you're a dietitian, we have CEUs. You know, mm-hmm. we have to continue to educate yourself. But the only reason they have this in place is because they know there's a lack of people who, who wants to learn themselves and see – I don't need a CU to tell me that I need to continue to educate myself because for me, I love learning about nutrition and fitness, Yeah, you know? So, so, but that's why, that's why the schools put this in place because they know people are lazy. Yep. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And if you aren't following Corin yet on Instagram, we'll include his link in the show notes and everything, but definitely do that because he's always pumping out information related to you know, plant-based eating and lifting and all that kind of stuff. So it's constant information, which I think is great. I mean, you can tell when people are wanting to evolve, wanting to learn, you can tell that, I mean, it, it separates you even from other people who just, you know, do the bare minimum or do what they have to do mm-hmm. to keep their credentials. So Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So you were just at Mr. America about a month ago, and I'm sure people asked about the protein. I'm curious what your response is because you are a jacked guy and you're always, you know, on social media. I'm sure people ask you a lot, well, corn, where do you get your protein? What's kind of like your go-to response to that question? Tofu and seitan mostly. Uh, I, I tell people like, you know, when it comes down to like living a whole foods plant-based diet, um, I tell them that your main source would be like tofu and seitan. You know, I'm not a big fan of tempeh. I'll throw it in there though. And then, uh, and then I tell them then you can get protein from other foods like rice, beans, vegetables, your nuts and seeds, your fruits, stuff like that. So it's a combination of everything. But I was like, I always default it down to the tofu and seitan. I'm like, that's that's my uh, primary sources. You know, when it comes down to it. So yep. simple, very short, very simple. Uh, someone asks about protein shakes. I always say, well, you're taking protein shakes right now, right? So, like, I was taking protein shakes even when I ate animal meat. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. Just, uh, so it's not like it's it's necessary. I was like, you can get it through food. So, but but it's just it's just how people think because they forget that sometimes. Like, they think that you have to take protein shakes if you go vegan, but it's like, nah, it's like, and the ones that usually ask this question is they're already taking away protein shake anyway. So it's mm-hmm. like, and so that's why I will, I will always say, it. I was like, you take protein shakes right now, right? So why do you think you would have to take protein shakes when you go vegan? Oh, because of the lack of the protein. Be like, nah, it's it's the same. You yeah. Know? I'm like, I'm like, and then for someone who's new, 
I would tell them like anything you can think of that's animal based, there's more likely a vegan version of it. Mm-hmm. So you can get the protein the same way. Yeah. You know, so so it's, it's really simple. And they were like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. And they're like, but I never see it. And I'm like, because you never look for it. That's what it is. Yep. It's just like, if you're, if you're trying, if you're looking for something, you'll find it because too many things right now. That's out yep. there. Yep. So I was like, and they're like, where does it say it? I'm like, in the aisle where it says plant-based, bro. You just yeah. have to look. Yep. I was like, it says it. I was like, it's usually in the produce aisle or the frozen. And it's, sometimes they mix it up with the animal-based product. But you have to be willing to look for it. Yeah. So if you're willing to look for it, you'll find it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, if you're not looking for it, or if you, you don't know what you don't know, you're not going to find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Corn. So do you worry about your protein intake? No. Mm-mm. Not at all? Well, I track my macros. So right. yeah. about like 80 to 200 grams of protein each day. So. Okay. And how yeah. is, is that? <laughs> is that challenging for you? No. No, it's pretty simple. Like I said, most of it's from tofu and seitan. So I get majority of it right there, then and there. And then um, and I do take like my occasional protein shake. So this is very easy to get. It's not even a problem. Yeah. You, know? you don't worry about it, but I'm sure other people worry for you about your protein intake. Yeah. 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 So, 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 well, I, I won't say they worry. They they think I'm on, on steroids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but the thing is, is that I feel like with the fitness industry, people are so insecure with themselves that they have to find something to blame somebody of something that they can't achieve. Mm-hmm. But people don't see like the, the funny thing about Instagram and all the social media crap is that like people don't people only see a fraction of my life, but they're not in the gym with me you know, pushing, pushing the weights and seeing how long I actually train. Yeah. If, if they see, if they really see how long and how hard I push, they, they'll realize, okay, like this guy really trains hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? uh, I don't even like showing some of the stuff that I do because I think it might scare some people. You I'm know? sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm usually in the gym around two and a half, three hours a day. Yeah. You know? But and to regular people, they will they would take that and equate it to like, oh, so you must train your clients that way. I'm like, no, because yeah. people people think that what I do is what I'm going to teach my clients. So I'm like, no, I do it because I first of all, I like training. Yeah, it's my stress relief. It for me, it's it's good for stress relief. It's my meditation. It's what gets me going throughout the day. Uh, I just have a lot of energy. And I just enjoy training also as well. I'm a bodybuilder. So like, I like pushing myself and coming through the military where, you know, there's a lot of physical exertion. I have that part of me when it comes to, um, you know, really like, if it's like, it's like military guys will understand what I'm saying. It's like, if you're not feeling like shit, then you don't feel like you're accomplishing anything. Mm, Yeah. mm -hmm. So we search for the pursuit of pain. Yeah. And, and it's not normal with most people. Most people just want to get a good, good workout on. And I appreciate corn. That's why I asked you a couple of times, like if you worried about protein, cause here you are a bodybuilder. So protein obviously is important. I mean, food in general is important and you're not worried about protein. So I think, just think it's a really good reminder, especially for you transitioning to plant-based it's, it really isn't as big of a deal as people make it out to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that only because of the lack of the knowledge when it comes to the food? Mm-hmm. You know, how- 
get the protein they needed and they failed to learn how to create the food combinations because um and that's only because of the american um the American, the sad diet, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's the knowledge behind it. So when you think about protein, you're just thinking about animal byproducts. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to everything else, uh, no one, when it comes to knowledge of food is very basic. So, and I get it because this is how I used to think it was just like, yeah, milk, you, you get strong bones, you know, you get calcium, uh, cheese, same thing, bones, calcium, uh, vegetables or fruits is just good for you. Yep. Right? There's no like real anything anything more than that and your rice and grains is just like if you're trying to bulk on you eat that you're trying to cut fat you stop eating that but you know if you need your protein you you eat the animals and then your nuts and seeds is just like good for snacking Mm -hmm. you know but it was very basic not like omega-3s and you know fruits and vegetables has a lot of vitamin c oh yeah oranges do or banana is a great source of potassium which it doesn't yeah, yeah. It's, it's just things like that. It's just very basic and knowledge and misinformation. And so like people don't really understand that beans has protein in it. Rice has protein in it. Um, when it comes to different food combinations, you just have to re-educate yourself when it comes around that. You know, so if you're taking away the meat, what can I use instead of that? Like I could use tofu. If I'm trying to get more protein, what can I use to build that plate? Well, I could maybe get some rice and beans that can add more protein to the tofu I have. And have more balance on my carb carbs and my carbohydrate intake. Maybe my nuts and seeds. Oh, I could get protein from that too. Yeah, you know, maybe add an avocado or some hemp seeds. You know, hemp seeds is a significant source of protein. You mm-hmm. know, you just sprinkle a little bit of that on top of the rice and beans. You'd be surprised. You get about three tablespoons, is about fifteen grams of protein right there. Yeah, yeah, and you barely even see it in the rice and bean mixture. You know what I'm saying? And you could throw that in there, but. That's what people fail to realize is just the food combinations because they, they just never ate that way. You know, right. if you go to any restaurant, any restaurant in the world, it's almost the same shit. It's literally the same shit. It doesn't yep. matter. Well, I think that brings up a great point of like, it just is, you don't know what you don't know. And like Corin, how he kind of approached his journey. It's like, he he jumped into it. He learned as he went and here he is now, you know, he's not suffering from protein deficiency. He's still bodybuilding. Um, did you say you were getting like 80 to well, how much protein did you say you were getting? 80 to 200. Okay. 180 to 200. Yeah. 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 A lot. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that is a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So would you mind giving us just like kind of a general idea of what you eat in a day and then we'll kind of wrap things up. For sure. So <clears throat> usually it's, um, usually it's, um, shake in the morning. Uh, then after that, tofu scramble in the mid morning, and then like mid afternoon is like uh, seitan with rice and beans and avocado, and that's it. Yeah. So just three three basic meals. I usually eat that every single day. Yeah. My my meals are very basic, very simple. I don't really change it that much, just because I work a lot. I'm very busy. Uh, because obviously in the tofu scramble. It's not just like tofu with the, you know, the turmeric and stuff like that. That's when I put a lot of my vegetables in that meal. I chop up like a whole bell pepper, some onions, garlic, spinach, you know, so you're getting tons of vitamins and minerals from that. And then um, and when it comes to like the seitan and the rice, beans and the avocado, uh, you get a lot of vitamins and minerals from that, especially oh, yeah. a lot of potassium from the avocado. Some parts of the bodybuilding industry thinking that fruits and vegetables would 
has too much fiber and makes you bloated and all the mm. stuff and it's bad for you. And I'm like, yeah, but how are you taking the shit? Yeah, right. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> you got to be backed up so, for weeks. Yeah. So, so I'm like, you rather keep your stomach super shredded and tight. But you, the, the, but the sacrifice of your aesthetics is by not keeping your butt plug. Right. Like that's Ugh. ridiculous. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, there's just a lot of things that's in, in the bodybuilding industry. So I see like some of the good stuff and some of the bad stuff as well. Corin, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for coming on and sharing your story and giving us like a glimpse on how Mr. America went. So if people want to connect with you, possibly train with you or be trained by you, mm-hmm. where's the best place for them to do that? Um, you can always hit me up on Instagram or TikTok, just putting in my name, Corinne Sutton. Uh, then you can always check out my website at bodyhdfitness.com or email me at Corinne Sutton at bodyhdfitness.com. Sweet. We'll include all those links below so you can easily go find Corinne. So thank you so much, Corinne. I really appreciate you. And those of you listening, thank you for joining us. See you, Corinne. All right. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to the Plant-Centered and Thriving Podcast today. If you found this episode inspiring, please share it with a friend or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally say thank you. Until next time, keep thriving.